Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello and welcome to the So I Think I Married a Movie Geek podcast. I am your host, Chrissy McQueen, along with my illustrious husband, Justin, and we are watching movies that he is obsessed with that I have never seen. And let me tell you, there are quite a few of them. Just how many would you say that we have? Um, we'll, we'll clarify. I'm not obsessed with these movies. I've just I've <laughs> seen them a lot. I watched them a lot as a kid, uh-huh. and they're popular, you know, movies that usually people have seen. Yeah, he says he's not obsessed, but he has something called the Flick Chart, which tells me otherwise. Flick Chart is this cool website. Hello, FlickChart.com, where you can rate movies that you have seen. And uh, it basically compiles a list for you of your favorite movies. So that way when somebody says, hey, what's your favorite movie? You don't think, well, geez, I really love this one, but I also love this one. It's just so hard to pick. Because Flickchart will kind of do it for you based on how many times you pick one movie over the other movie. Needless to say, Justin is obsessed with this and uh, has compiled quite the list of things that apparently I need to see. And the first movie that we are reviewing for your pleasure is Ghostbusters from 1984. And yes, up until now, I have never seen Ghostbusters. I'll pause while you laugh. Let's also clarify that we're not movie critics. We're movie fans. Yes, we are movie fans. We have different tastes in movies, which you will see as time goes by. Uh, Sometimes we can meet in the middle. Like I think in this case, uh, I think we'll meet in the middle on this one, Justin. I really liked Ghostbusters. Well, it was... In my top five favorite movies of all time. Still is. And I love this movie. Why do you love it? Oh, you know, it hit me. I was, I think I was four years old when I first saw it. Four or five, somewhere around there. And, you know, at those impressionable years, you're always, you know, looking for, you know, your next career. You know, at one time I wanted to be part of G.I. Joe. I wanted to be He-Man, even though I didn't know how that was going to work, knowing the story. Uh, but when this came out, it, all the people my age, what we wanted to be Ghostbusters, especially Bill Murray. I mean, this is pretty much one of the top movies I remember when I, you know, when I think of Bill Murray, I think of this, Groundhog Day, both close, but definitely this probably first. I love that you say when you're at, you know, the ripe old age of six that, you know, you're just looking for that next career move, not, you know, looking for the next thing that I want to emulate, not looking for the next best thing or best movie or best toy, but no, Justin Winters at the ripe old age of six, you were looking for your next career move. Well, I mean, you've seen kids. I work with they, kids. They, people don't, people under, underestimate how smart kids are. Sure. Um, you know, and at a young age, you're, you're already thinking into the future. You're saying, you know, I want to be a veterinarian when I grow up. Really? Because when I ask my kids what they want to be to grow up, I get answers like a turtle and maybe a fairy. Well, that's two and three-year-olds. We're talking <laughs> about six and seven-year-olds. <laughs> I, You know, for one whole year and a half, I wanted to be an astronaut. You know? I thought you were going to say an asteroid. An asteroid. I wanted to be an asteroid for one full year and a half, and then I... How'd that work out for you? <laughs> I thought otherwise. <laughs> Seriously. So, uh... 
No, I mean, obviously, you, you, I mean, you have hopes and dreams before they're crushed by the reality of the world, you know, later on in your life. And so your your dream of being a Ghostbuster was crystallized at age six. And, I, you know, let's four deviate. Five. Oh, four or five. Okay, we're going under a little bit. You know what I was doing in 1984? Holding my head up for the first time. Well, that's because you're younger. I know. Congratulations. The point is, what what did you actually do to make this uh, dream a reality? I'm curious. Well, you pretend a ghost bus place like your grandmother's attic or whatever. <laughs> All right, Jess, walk me you ca- through. You case the place. Will you, you walk see? me through a day in Mima or Mama's attic and tell me about your crazy ghost busting skills? Because I can't wait for this one. Well, like anything, you don't. Rem- I mean, you don't remember the full you know, extent of what you did when you were four years old, but you, you remember glimpses of it. And I, I remember a full glimpse was my brother and I, or my friend and I pretending we were ghostbusters because of this movie, because of how cool this movie was. This is one of those movies where, you know, you wore the VHS tape out, you know, you, you ran it so much, mm-hmm. you know, you pretty much knew the movie by heart and, you know, Halloween rolled around and you, Asked your mom you wanted to be a Ghostbuster, and she'd like make you a costume or something, <laughs> and oh, stick wow. stick like a, something on your back, you know, <laughs> homemade like a vacuum cleaner, vacuum cleaner, exactly. <laughs> Scare the neighbors. It I worked. It was, it's you know, it's it still holds up. I, I, you, know, you know, some, it does hold up. Some of this, you know, the the effects are a little, you know, off putting. <laughs> There's some really beautiful matte pa- paintings in this film, which I noticed. Um, Wait, matte when, paintings? You know, matte paintings. When uh, maybe when it showed the building where it got cratered out, uh-huh. and in the background you're like, "That's not New York. That's a painting in New York." Oh, oh, okay. Um, it's not often done. They do, you know, more often. digital computer stuff now. But it, either way, it still, you know, it still holds up. Still funny. Who would you say is your favorite character in the movie? Is it Bill Murray or is it Rick oh, Moranis? Yes, Bill Murray, definitely. What, why do you like him so much? Um, one of my one of my favorite things about Bill Bill Murray is it he's a good actor in that. Oftentimes, it doesn't even seem like he's acting. That's true. It's like he just happened to roll up on them <laughs> filming a movie, and he and he just asks you know like one question like what's this movie about. And the guy's like, well, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, okay, I'm in, you know? And then he just starts, like, walking around and filming the movie, you know? He's a Ghostbuster. That's all they had to tell him. And he's like, okay, I'll roll with it, you know? While we were watching the movie, I noticed in pretty much all of the movies that he does, he has this um, mischievous sort of charm about him that, you know, um, belies the not-so-cute face with a little bit of pockmarks going on and the receding hairline. If you put him on mute... Yeah, yeah, I'm not so interested. But if I am listening to him, I'm like, ooh, who's the guy with, with the mischievous charm and, and the and the whatnot? The coolness, the bandit, if you will. I kind of like that about him. He, um, I think I, the commentary on, on one of these editions, uh, Ramus, how Ramus and Dan Aykroyd were mentioning how much improv he did in this movie. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I know. Good. It is good. It's true. I like the part where he talks about the poll. He's like, what did he ask specifically? Some, something about, um, oh no, he said, you need to go ride down the pole. And I was sitting here with Steve Carell's voice in my head going, that's what she said. 
the whole time. And I was trying so hard not to say it out loud. So, um, the ending, what was your thoughts on the ending with the... Oh, when, what, Sigourney Weaver turns into a dog, and then they vanquish the big, big but bad pre, villain. pre-Sigourney Weaver turning into a dog, she was kind of sexy in her uh, little curtain-draped uh, number. Okay, no? uh, well, here's the thing. No? All right. It's not so much that she was, you know, all big teeth and 80s hair. Like, I get it. Okay, there was a time and place for shoulder pads and glitter on your chest. You said she moved like a dancer. She did move like a dancer. She had very good feet. Uh, I can appreciate good feet. But there was something very off-putting about how thin she was. And I'm a huge fan of thin. But she was like, where the point where she reminded me at one point with the eyes and the face structure. I was like, oh, Karen Carpenter's in this movie? She was method acting. She was, Yes, huh? yes. She was acting like a devil dog. Oh, uh, devil dogs are anorexics? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, I'm not... She's got her own process. I'm not going to judge it. No, I guess not. But no, that was the one thing. Like the part where she's floating in the air and she's turning around. I was like, oh, she's got good feet. And oh my God, she's really, really thin. Yeah. And you were kind of scared um, at one point because you thought that her devil dog character and Rick Moranis' devil dog character, the key master and the gatekeeper, were going to, in fact, hook up and form oh, yeah. one giant, you know, Devil dog creature, or well, especially something. when he's talking about a bunch about of devil like, dog babies. I am the key master. I am the gatekeeper, and I was like, oh, you know, there's only one place where this can be going. And he, he was yeah. so much shorter than her. I wasn't he, thinking about that at four or five years old, but right. But I'm not. I just thought they, they're friends. Oh, you did <laughs> friends with benefits or just friends? You didn't know what friends with benefits were at four or five <laughs> years old. I was an advanced four and five year old. Benefits is like you know Cheerio sharing. <laughs> You get a lot. They share a juice box. You have a candy drawer at your friend's house or something. <laughs> that sounds like benefits to me. More lollipops. I had a friend uh, in in I want to say second grade. His name was Cameron, and we were definitely friends with benefits because we were friends. But the benefit was like during recess, he would share his his Cheetos with me. Later on in the day, if it was because he he was a male dancer, he might be gay now. Uh, but we were doing dance class, and, like, I knew that he would save a spot for me in the ballet bar. Like, that, those were benefits. So, anyway, we've run a course. Uh, okay. <laughs> the ending. So, what do you think of the ending with Stay Puff? Oh, Stay Puff? Um, <laughs> I turned to you. Didn't I say at one point to you, I was like, what would you do? Or, like, what, what would be the thing that popped into your head that would come after you? And you were like, oh, I don't know. And I think that if it were me... I mean, I guess the equivalent today would be, like, Spongebob Squarepants. Oh, that would be phenomenal. I would, would, be I would pay to see Spongebob Squarepants come into New York City with his little squishy shoes. And be like, you would pay? I would pay. Not much, but I'd pay. I'd be like, hey, dude, can That's I be wrong. part of this? He killed people. Well, no. He's Spongebob Squarepants. He doesn't kill people. He Well, no one thought that... Stay Puff would kill people either. But he oh, was I don't know. Life. He's got a, somewhat of a malicious underlying look to him. I think if I saw Stay Puff just on an advertisement, I'd be like, there's something about this Stay Puffed creature, and that something is that he is going to kill us. Yeah. Spoiler warning, he's made of horse. <laughs> <gasps> so sad, you guys. Marshmallows have gelatin, and that means horse. Spoiler warning. Made of horse. I know. I know. Is look, that what that all that look, splooge was afterward on them? It was horse? <laughs> Looking back. <laughs> no, it was, it was splooge, as you had just <laughs> noted. 
No, it was it horse blues. No, no. Oh, oh my god. No, I wasn't saying that. I was saying like it was horse, like actual horse, and maybe I should have chosen a more appropriate word. At the marshmallow factory, they got like a huge order in, and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> we have to, we have to make like three million more gallons of marshmallow." <laughs> Uh, I don't like the way this is going. Marshmallows are measured in in what did you say ounces or or I don't know <laughs> some liquid measurement. I didn't like the way it was going. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I support you know animal rights. Me too. I love marshmallows. You well, you can love vegan marshmallows. I just got some. I went camping. They were really good. Sweet. All right. All right. So you like the ending with? Yeah, it was okay. If you know, okay. If I'm gonna rate it on Chrissy's scale of one to ten, I'm gonna give this movie a solid seven. That's not bad. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I, I did enjoy it. I don't think. But this is seven right now. Mm-hmm. But if it was you Back know then. five or six year old Chrissy, it would probably been higher. Eh, I don't know. Five and six year old Chrissy was very into Sleeping Beauty, which this obviously cribs from. They have the same story practically. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Not even. Uh, well, before that, did you know that their their thoughts of doing another Ghostbusters movies? Wait, but with the same actors? With these actors somehow involved, the rumor would be they like trained some new Ghostbusters. But doesn't that hmm. sound like it would be raping the memory of this movie? Maybe. It's one of those things where you would have to get the right director and do it at the right time with the right writers and the, and the best storyline. And if not all of those things fall into place, then, yeah, definitely it's going to suck. But if you can get all of those things like the perfect storm, then, you know, it's not an impossibility. Like I was, you know, up until, I guess, Star Trek just recently. Which was you, good. Yeah, That was one of those, you're like, what are they doing? And then you see it and you're like, holy crap. This is awesome. I guess it could have the potential to be one. Right. Sort of like that. But then it could also be like Speed 2. <laughs> hey, man. If you were on that, if you were on shore and you saw that thing coming to shore, you would be not, you would not be what wants. It's speed getting two. below 35 knots, sir! Which is like, what, 25 miles per hour? <laughs> it's coming at an incredible rate, Harry! <laughs> It actually reminded me of the um, scene in Austin Powers where that guy's on, like, the construction thing across the room. And he's like, no! And, and Austin Powers is like, no, just move, just move. And the guy's like, no! Best part of that movie was the fembots. I looked at them and went, ooh. You have no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, sure I did. I just kind of deflected. All right. Well, you know... Coolness. What's our next movie? You gave it a seven. Ghostbusters. I but I need to prep our lovely listeners for whatever our next movie is. What's going to be? Our next movie is Gremlins. Gremlins. Ooh-ooh. All right. See you on the flip side. We shall. This has been the So I Married a Movie Nerd podcast, or geek as the case may be, because Justin prefers the use of geek to nerd. Sponsored by coffee. Lots and lots of coffee, as Justin is copiously drinking right now. Yep. All right. Right on. Peace out.